welcome to Winning Post's preview podcast for the weekend of Saturday, September 18. I'm John Barker. Joining me as usual, my Winning Post colleagues, Joel Marshall and Dan Nuttall. Well, Joel, there is Group 1 action in Melbourne and Sydney this weekend, but perhaps the most interest uh, lies in a Group Three or is it Group Two? But uh, I'm talking about the shorts, which sees uh, the pre-Everest clash of Nature Strip, uh, Eduardo, Mars Crusader, Gitra, Rothfire. It really is a. Uh, it's really it'll, it'll have you licking, licking your lips in anticipation. Yeah, great race, Sparks. Um, you reeled off. Everest contenders, Lost and Runnings there, and. Handle the Truth, I think, is the favourite for the Kosciuszko. At the moment, he probably won't play a part in this. And then Adelong, who's a handy mare, but it'll be outclassed here. But, yeah, it's a great race. You could, uh, like, as, as dominant as Nature Strip was first up, um, you certainly wouldn't, uh, wouldn't uh, you know, blink blink your eyes if, uh, if you know, it was... It's a great clash and... Probably, probably the race of the day, as you said. It's only the Group 2, but um, probably the race of the day. The Group 1 in Sydney, the George Main, probably lacks a few winning chances. Uh, Very Elegant's going to be a warm favourite and think it over as a genuine Group 1 horse now, and they've probably got the race between them. But, uh, yeah, look, it's a, a good days of racing. Caulfield, obviously, we've got a Caulfield Cup ticket up for grabs in uh, the old naturalism. And, of course, the Group 1, Rupert Clark. Uh, always love those handicaps because big field, you get these horses lightly weighted, gets their chance against the big guns, and you always get plenty of value. Well, Dan, speaking of the um, Sir Rupert Clark stakes, yes, those those sort of handicaps around the 1,400, 1,600 metres, the Group 1s, they very often do fall to the lightly weighted ones, but that one has um, – uh, that's that, – Patton has, uh, the, the trend has dissipated somewhat in the last three years. We had Jungle Cat uh, a few back with 58. And, of course, last year we had Behemoth who uh, with 60, who is back with uh, 59 this time. Uh, you've also got Probabil trying to carry uh, 57, more weight than has been successfully carried by a mayor before. Do you think uh, it'll be one of those top-class ones or perhaps one of the lightweights? Look, I've, without giving it away, my top pick is one of the lighter weighted horses in the race, but Behemoth and probably are both in the selections. They've, you know, as you said, Behemoth won this race with a kilo more last year and he's going just as well this time around, you'd think. It'll probably be a good first up win um, with excellent form at Caulfield. So it's, uh, it's, a, it's a very open affair as always, Rupert Clark. Um, and, but I think a few hopes with the, with the 52 kilos on their back will certainly come to the fore here. Um, we're looking forward to it. All righty, we'll, we will start off at Caulfield, where the first of the black-type races is race four. It is the Ned's Caulfield Guineas Prelude. Uh, it is set weights and penalties for the three-year-old Colts and Geldings. It is group three, worth 300000 Joel? Yes, Sparks. Uh, we better start with the Phillies, race three. Ah. The Phillies Prelude. Yes, of course. Uh, different, I, uh... different, different names probably thrown you off there. It's um, Yeah, well, we've, got, we've got TG, 1,000 Guineas Prelude. Uh, yeah, no, it wasn't that. It was that uh, when I did the black type rundown, I thought I started in race four. In fact, I probably did. So apologies for that uh, when you're re- reading your paper and you haven't got uh, the black type stats for race three. But, yes, we will start in race three. Off the track community, 1,000 guineas prelude. 
Four out of well, same conditions, uh, although this one is a Group 2, Joel. Yeah, well, I've gone with... Uh, well, there's two maidens in the field here, and I've actually got them to Quinella. Um, so, jeez, oh, I reckon these Guineas Preludes lack depth this year, and it might just be the, you know, the, the Sydney horses might just come here and, and clean up the Guineas in a couple of weeks. But, um, yeah, they look to lack a bit of depth, these races. I've, as I said, I've gone with the maidens. I've put three Morioka on top. She was beaten first up. She was very heavily backed. She was sort of around $3 and then came into two thirty, and ended up jumping a $1.90. Now, she was taking on older mares at a midweek um, meeting at the Kensington track. It was a benchmark 72. She didn't sort of quicken. She had the run behind the leader. The leader just sprinted too well, but I thought her run was good. Now she comes back to her own age. As I said, oh, I'm not overly taken by the, the strength of this race, and I think she can measure up number three, Morioka, with that run under the belt. I thought the debut run of number 10, Daisies, was excellent. Just had no hope against the front man was the heavily backed odds on favourite went to the front and nothing much made ground daisies from last ran on very well for fourth uh, she was entered for a stakes race that same week and they elected to go to the maiden i think she's got a bit of talent number one heresy is probably the obvious because she's got the form against the boys third and the mcneil behind bruckner uh, she's going well i think the 1400 will be okay she got up on the inside and, and i don't know probably had her chance to win last time out so that's just a little query I had on her and two scorched earth probably a query at 1400 as well uh, but a dry track might suit not sure she really let down all that well on the soft six at the valley last time out three ten one and two for me but the one on top heresy <clears throat> I think a two runs back from a spell have been very good in group three races um, rising to 1400 meters now she finished off okay last starts I think the form out of that race will be good and I do agree. There's not much depth in this race, and based on what she's done on exposed form, um, she's a deserved favourite and on top selection for me. So the one on top, I've given the three a chance as well. Morioka, um, first up run at 300 metres, will take the benefit from that, rising to 400 metres here. Right jockey on board and drawn barrier one um, back against her own age group. The two in next scorched earth, I think... Was pretty good up on the pace last start in a race where the uh, the uh, the swoopers came to the fore. Um, <clears throat> uh, she's pretty consistent, Philly, been been around the mark in, in all six starts and in for fourth. I too, given the ten days as a chance, excellent um, on debut, running on against a Patman uh, four lengths behind a pretty smart one in front man. So up to fourteen hundred meters looks ideal for her second up one three two ten. Heresy for me as well to beat Throntari, Scorched Earth, and Devout Hero. One, nine, two, and seven. The Colts division, as we mentioned earlier, is race four. Ned Scorpio Guineas Prelude. Uh, also 1,400 set weights and penalties worth 300,000. Joel. Another maiden for me. There's two of them in this race. Number nine, River Plate. Big fan of this horse. He'd been trial up really well in New Zealand prior to the debut run where he finished second. Made the trip across the Tasman. Uh, he was 17s into eights at Sandown. Another bound and he would have won. It was a very strong performance. He's He came up $8 and then quickly into 460 I think he's out to 550 now. And uh, that's short enough. I think he'd want 6 or $7 each way. But I think he's a talent and can measure up five. Kate Breton, I think it's crazy odds. Get as much as 26 for him. We've seen these uh, Chris Waller... New season three-year-olds that have wintered in Brisbane. We saw a couple of them last week in Giannis 
and Ranch Hand come back and win first up. And well, this horse won his first two before going to Brisbane. It might just been a you know, just a bridge too far. But uh, yeah, I think he's crazy odds first up. Two lightsaber ready to peak third up out to 1400. He can control the race up on speed. And one Alpine Edge, a pretty talented Queenslander. Did beat Enterprise Pom two back, a filly I've got some time for. She uh, finished fourth in the Furious uh, last week, so that form's okay. Uh, nine on top for me from five, two, and one. Pretty keen on the um, the one Alpine Edge. He, the win at Eagle Farm first up was was excellent to the eye. Carried a big weight that day and sat, uh, sat second last on the turn and rounded it up to win pretty easily on the line. Um, but he's off to win. Then sat wide last time and just missed Star Tontes. That filly blew him away in Brisbane um, last weekend, Frank the Form. So he's going pretty well. And the, the former random in Queensland looks pretty good, Alpine Edge. So he does come to a tougher race here, I do concede. But um, he has contested some good races as a two-year-old as well and measured up. Um, so third up, ready to fire, I think. Will be hard to beat in the the Caulfield Guineas Prelude. So one on top Alpine Edge and my best of the day in Melbourne. Cape Breton as well. I've given a chance for. I did uh, give Ranch Hand a bit of a push last week. I didn't think he would end up getting past um, uh, favourite. The second also name escapes me, but it's a good return. But Cape Breton, these two runs in Sydney on a soft track where they were they were pretty um, pretty good. Needed dirt to shot in the JJ Atkins. Unfortunately, just couldn't finish off their third up. Sent for a spell and um, looks to come back in good order. So gets the, the good draw. Brett Pebble on board is one of the informed jocks at the moment. So one on top of five. I think two lightsaber up to 400 metres suits him ideally. And the three Brigantine um, uh, beating some pretty informed horses last start. Um, and it's going well. This, this preparation, two from three. Two wins from three starts. One on top of five, two and three. Um, with Daniel again, number one, Alpine Edge to beat military expert down from Sydney, Cape Breton and River Plate, one, six, five and nine. Uh, across to race seven for the next of the black type races. And this is the Caulfield Cup ticket up for grabs, previously known as the Nationalism Stakes. This year it is the Catnax Jewelers MRC Foundation Cup, 2,000 metre Quality handicap at Group 3 level 16 to face the starter with three emergencies. Joel? 11 non-conformist for me. It was a bit of a hard watch uh, for his backers in the Fian. Three wide, no cover, and he stuck on really well for fourth. Third up, 2,000 metres at a track he loves, just ready to peak. I think he's uh, going to be, you know, it's going to be a competitive race. This, this race always is, but pretty confident that he's the one to beat. Number 11 from two. Angel of Truth going well uh, in, in a race of little change last time out. He sort of held his ground and then really surged the last 100 metres. Third up to 2,000 metres. Look at his 2,000 metre form last prep. Close fifth in the Australian Cup and a third in the Ranvet. So I think he's the danger. Four Delphi also comes through the heavily. Loomed on the turn like a chance, but those leaders just sprinted. Tempo, I thought he held his ground well. Up in triple suit and seven, Shapada who was first up in the Fian, suited back in a handicap. Australian Cup play getter earlier in the year. 11 for me from 2, 4 and 7. With the 11 as well, non-conformist. Um, yeah, lost no admirers last start. That <clears throat> sitting wide in the Fian. And so it was, was very good again after a, a pleasing return in the Lawrence. Uh, third up, let's see, a 2,000 metre 
uh, winner at this track when third up in the past, um, drawn much better this time around. And yeah, it looks the one to beat for mine based on what he's done so far. I think he's tracking out nicely this preparation non-conformist. So 11 on top, I think the 15 to go in next, Charlie Rose. We know how talented a mare she is. Um, first of all, 1,700 metres. She had a nice run in, in, uh, was sort of given every chance, but I thought she, she ran pretty well considering she was first up there. Um, for five months over a trip short of her best, up to 2,000 metres here, still in with the light weight. Um, she's certainly winning hope. Seven, Chapada, uh, placed in the Australian Cup, second up last time in at this trip. And in for fourth, I have the four, Delphi. Uh, pretty handy return, the strip fitter, and has won his only second up start. 11, 15, 7, 4. Uh, same Quinella for me, the other way around. 15, Charlie Rose. Uh, made my value bet of the day at Caulfield from 11 nonconformist, no effort for third and angel of truth. So that is 15, 11, uh, 13 and two. The big one is race eight at Caulfield on Saturday. It is the Ned's Sir Rupert Clark stakes 1400 metres. It is a handicap. Uh, top weight behemoth is on 59. Bottom weights are on 52 kilos, 16 to face the starter. One of the fancies in I'm Thunderstruck is the first emergency, needs a scratching, uh, and it's worth a million bucks, John. Yeah, I'll be backing a couple of the lightweights here. I've gone for the rougher one on top, number 16, Poland. I thought he did enough first up at 1,100 metres. With 59 kilos and the blinkers off, it was just a good blowout run. Blinkers back on, second up. He's beaten Amish Boy and I'm Thunderstruck. That autumn stakes win back in the autumn where he beat both of those was a very strong win because it was a strong tempo. The leaders dropped out. He sat third. Was there to be beaten several times up the straight and it was a really strong win. He did a few things wrong up in Sydney, over-raced a little bit, uh, went up in trip. So he's a horse that's still learning, but I think he's got stacks of talent and just reckon on the lightweight. There's already been some specking for him at the big odds. Now that he snuck into the field, I think he was 50 to 1 earlier in the week, but it was a touch and go whether he was going to get in. But he's in and he'll run well, I think. 13 Amish boy, he can, you know, tie that form line in. He beat him home. He beat Poland home first up in the Heath. He looked home and then got run past late by Mars Crusader, just turned in an outstanding performance to beat him. He's only won one from 17 Amish boy, but he's a new market place getter. Terrifically placed here with 52. And then up towards the top, a couple of the class runners. Two, Probabile has a task with the 57 as a mare, but she's drawn well, and it was another great win first up. A dry ground, her record is uh, near on impeccable. So she's very hard to beat. And five, Bo Rossa with that inside gate. Could get a little tricky, but he's obviously taken a big leap forward this prep. And just with that weight turnaround on Behemoth, I've slotted him in for fourth ahead of the number one. 16 for me from 13, two and five. The six Buffalo River on top resuming here. He's got an excellent first up record. Um, two Flemington jump outs leading in have been very good. Well, probably a better horse, or probably is a better horse on affected going. And uh, we'll be in the dry range on Saturday. But um, he ran predominantly on good tracks last preparation. And whilst not winning, I think he thought he ran really well um, in Sydney and in Melbourne. Placed first up against. Regards, Marie, who was flying at the time um, and then went along in front probably a little too quickly. Uh, was corralled late, second up in the blame at Flemington. So 52 and a half kilos here. Um, we know he's good enough to, 
to win a race like this is place in Turak, um, very consistent horse, and races well at Caulfield. So a wet track would certainly um, be a benefit for him, but I think he is is good enough to win a race like this on top of the ground. And uh, first up, we'll run them along and hopefully be hard to catch. So the six on top, Buffalo River for me. The two, Probabile, which is hard to ignore. The first up, first up win over a sprint trip was um, was good with the 60 kilos, and she loves Caulfield unbeaten here. So she's clear second pick. Behemoth, uh, as we said earlier, carries a kilo less than what he did in winning this race last year. He's in terrific form, winning Bo Rosser both times, first and second up. Um, and <clears throat> those are probably the main three. I'm giving one at a bit of a price down the bottom, the lower weights, the 12. Sam is that 52 kilos on his back. Here, third up is um, he did win third up last prep runs. This time have been, have been very good. Howard home to beat Talon were coming first up. That horse has gone on to Frank the form and, and he ran on again uh, last start. Uh, the winner too close to Sun was able to lead and dictate there, but his run into third was very good. Um, Peaks now third up, up and yeah, over the odds, 52 kilos on his back uh, with inform jockey on board. Sam is that the 12, 6, 2, 1 and 12. Yeah, Bo Rosser, I went with just with the three and a half kilo turnaround on Behemoth. I suppose got to do it again. Uh, three, uh, well, certainly a comfortable enough first up win and then uh, beat Behemoth across the line. Second up, lost that race on protest and then almost won a wait for age group one, million dollar group one last start. So uh, has to come up and put in another big run fourth up. But if he does, he's got that three and a half kilos and uh, ticks a few boxes for mine. Um, Behemoth and probably all the class for second and third. And I've got Regards Marie in for fourth. So that is five to beat. Um, five, five to beat one, two, and 15. And we finished with a black type race as well. Race nine, Ned's How Now Stakes, uh, 1,200 metres for the Mayors, four years old and up, set weights and penalties for three. Joel. Yeah, tricky race. Going to have a little each way bet without a great deal of confidence. But number 14, Smoking Val, the SA visitor. I've always had a bit of time for her, and she's bobbed up in some nice races. I thought her form through the Adelaide Carnival was very good. That second and Redelva behind Muntasira. And then a fifth to Bo Rossa. Got within two lengths of him in the Tobin Bronze, Group 2. That was a good run. I know she was beaten first up, but uh, loomed like the winner and just peaked late. I think she needed it. So, you know, at $26, $31, I'm going to have something each way on her. Eight, Miss Albania, opened up big odds, has already shortened up a little bit on that quote. I just think she found the 1,000 a bit sharp around the valley last time out. She did keep finding the line. I think she's looking for 1,200 now. Uh, the former Kiwi, number one, Bonham, they paid huge dollars for her uh, up on the Gold Coast. New connections, Tony Golan to train. She's very smart. Probably will be better over a bit longer, but uh, certainly won't be leaving her out. And 11, Shake. Another one at a bit of odds. Uh, she was back in form in Sydney last start. Got a step up in grade here. Needs a career best. Just thought from a low draw, she'd get a soft run and be some sort of a hope. Obvious chances to the likes of Geist, um, Bella Nipotina and La Mexicana too. I think it's a wide finish to the quaddy. 14 from 8, 1 and 11. With the 8, Miss Albania here, I thought um, preparation this time is... <clears throat> It's been pretty good. The win at Flemington down the straight was excellent and then missed the start last time and back to last, which is a position she's never really found herself in before. Um, wasn't able to reel them in. 
for slow tempo, but ran on pretty well into third. She's drawn 14 here, but not too much of a concern. She's pretty nippy out of the gates. So she can jump with them, and and she I think she'll be able to cross. She gets a do that core field, that long shoot leading to the uh, home straight. Straight. She should be able to cross and either lead and probably probably more than likely sit outside um, enchantingly. And back to her on-pace, a uh, favoured on-pace role, and I think we'll certainly be there in the finish. Uh, very good each-way odds in the last Miss Albania. So my best value, the eight. The three in for second, Bella Nipatina. Um, express paths are very good that day, but she didn't have a whole lot of luck at Mooney Valley there. She's um, she's flying this preparation. Just deserves another win. She only had the two from 20, um, but thereabouts more often than not. Four La Mexicana, four La Mexicana loves Caulfield, and in fourth over the one bottom, eight three four one. Uh, yep, I have saw no reason to jump off La Mexicana number four to be Bella Nipatina, Bonham and Chassis. That is uh, four, three, one, and six. Uh, my best was in a race that we haven't covered. I just couldn't ignore the Taraf form with race six number three. Anna Visto, and as mentioned, my value bet was race seven, number 15, for Lee Rose. Uh, Joel's best was in the Caulfield Guineas preview. That was race four, number. Uh, sorry, his value bet was in the Caulfield Guineas preview, race four, number nine, River Plate. His best was race seven, number 11, Nonconformist. Daniel's best, race four, number one, Alpine Edge, and value bet. In the last there, race nine, number eight, Miss Albania, Royal Randwick, the venue for Sydney racing on Saturday and the black type kicks off in race five. It is the Bill Ritchie Handicap, 1,400-metre Group 3 quality, Joel. Yeah, good race. Um, I'm going with number five, Private Eye, on the quick backup. Uh, Just the race didn't really pan out for him last week. They went along quick. Up front, a uh, big parade did, went very quick up front. And he just got a bit too far back, but he was really doing some nice work late through the line. Got beaten about two and a half lengths there behind chat. I think the quick backup will suit and the blinkers going back on third up. So I've learned his way, number five, to beat the man, number 11, a tissue. Very impressive first up. And then just had too big a task last time out. Got a long way back. Was resenting some kickback, according to Karen McAvoy. She... Never stopped trying, kept finding the line. So in with 53 and a half here. I think they're trying to sneak her into the Epsom. And uh, when she wins this, she'll be in. Uh, three, Arameo gave him a good push in the tramway behind Zaki, and he hit the line very strongly. It was a really good run. Just concerned a little bit with how the track's going to be because I think he's really at home on uh, you know, good tracks. So, you know, we're sort of soft six, soft seven. I think it's probably going to dry out a little bit, but um, just that little query with the the ground and and up to 58, but he's clearly come back in good order. And for Amaralina, very talented Kiwi mare, missed the place for the first time in the Oaks back in the autumn. She loomed and just knocked up late. She'd probably come to the end of it. It's been a long prep, but she's uh, very smart. I think she'll run well. Five for me from 11, three and four. Yeah, same Quinella. I'm going to put the 11 on top of tissue. I was pretty keen on her. Second up, made her by Lazy Lobster that weekend, and she's never really wanted to be on her. That she was a mile off him on the turn. Um, Joel said McAvoy reported she resented the kickback, but she's run on enormously well to get into fourth from where she was. Um, drops to fifty three and a half kilos here. The win first up was was brilliant uh, to the eye. She's just a, a winning machine, and 
Um, a better draw this time around. Yeah, she gets nearly as far back. So a tissue to finish over the top of them. Private Eye, um, very good win first up. Um, willing to forgive the second up run. They're clearly the two for me. Amal Arena in for third. <coughs> um, class Kiwi form is hard to ignore and, and she can present here first up in the good draw. And three Arameo, uh, I catch him first up run behind the very talented Zaki. My numbers, 11, 5, 4 and 3. Race six at Randwick on Saturday. Darley T Rose Stakes, a group two over 1,400 metres at set weights for three-year-old Felix, Joel. I've gone with four, Mallory. I thought she was the, the run of the race in the Furious. Um, she was three wide and just kept coming right to the line, beaten three-quarters of a length there behind Jamea. Jamea ran past her, but as I said, Mallory had been three wide and Jamea had sort of been behind her and getting some cover. Like the way she kept trying. She didn't have a lot of luck first up in the Silver Shadow, trying to find clear room in the straight. I think if she gets the breaks from barrier one here, she's going to run you a great race. Good each way bet. Six Latino blend. Missed the Furious, so she's a bit fresh here since the Silver Shadow, where she really did measure up. Hit the line hard there for second. From a good draw and up to 1,400. I can see her settling a little bit closer. Seven Najmati, again, a bit awkward away from the gates in the Furious. It's proven costly. She... Wasn't beaten all that far. I'm not sure she really savaged the line. So 1,400, just a tiny query, but love to see her jump and put herself in the first four or five and just give herself every chance. And three, she's all class. Say there's a bit of improvement to come from her. She just didn't quite finish off the last little bit there in the Furious, but she'll be fitter and yeah, expecting improvement from her. Four, Mallory on top for me from six, seven, and three. With the six, Latino blends um, like the last start run behind Swift Witness <clears throat> um, had a chance to run a dam but I thought it was quite strong late into second the way she finished off the rise supporting 100 metres should suit her she's been freshened up and been given a trial since and I thought she that, tr that trial was pretty decent work she um, wasn't asked to do a whole lot but found the line under her own steam pretty well um, so she's my top pick, six Latino blends. On top of the three, she's all class. Uh, yeah, just peaked on her run late first up, but I think second up, 1,400 metres, both ticks for her. Third is Najmati. Um, keen on her first up, and she was enormous in the Quisette from a long way back without a whole heap of luck. And missed a slowly away last start, but again, finished off nicely. Ready now, third up, and in for fourth of the one, four moves ahead. Uh, six, seven, sorry, six, three, seven, and one. The big one at Randwick on Saturday and first leg of the quaddy is race seven. Fujitsu General George Main Stakes, 1,600 metre group one, standard weight for age, worth a million bucks, nine to face the starter, Joel. Yeah, I've gone with the good mare, very elegant. She was very good first up in the Wink Stakes, just edged out late by Mawanga, who franked the form last week, getting very close to incentivise in the Maccabi Diva. Will be fitter, bit of given the track perfect and just got that good draw, you know, she'll get smothered away, sort of third, fourth, couple of pairs back, and I think be too strong, too think it over. Well, he's really sort of developed into a genuine group one horse. He was pretty good himself first up in the Wink Stakes, went to the Chelmsford and loved his chase there to reel in Rio Dini, who had sort of sprinted away, but a bit of a, bit of a break. Uh, in for third, number four, Star of the Seas. So some given the track suits him. Good to see him bounce back in the tramway because he was ridden up close in the Wink Stakes and dropped out ridden uh, far more conservatively next time, and I thought he ran on really well for third. And number one, Colding. Well, Randwick, 1,600. That's his hitting zone, so he gets his chance to uh, show a bit more here third up.
seven on top for me from two, four, and one. Yeah, seven hard to go past. Very elegant. Um, outstanding return, sitting wide. There, Moanga's come out and run well again. Um, but yeah, she'll certainly improve from that. And second up form reads really well. So hard to go past the seven. Very elegant. The two think it over. He's Maca Case is one of the more improved horses in Sydney over the past 12 months. Um, a little underrated. Last probably winning that George Ryder at a big price, but beat some good horses there. And then um, it's proven it's no fluke since. Uh, very good in the Queen Elizabeth Group 1, fourth behind a Diva, only beaten a length and a half. And two runs back from a spell. This prep indicates he's back um, as good as ever. So he's certainly um, a winning chance. It will have to be, be good. Be good to be very elegant though. So they're my top two, seven on top of two. One colding in next, um, third up 1600 metres suits him. And the nine hungry heart, pretty good without a whole heap of luck. First up, she's um, she's come back in good order, good order and she'll only improve as the as the races get longer. Two, seven, seven, two, one and nine. Well, I did say that was the big one. That's, that is the group one uh, and it is the million dollar race. But uh, as we discussed earlier, probably the race of the weekend is race eight at Rambic on Saturday. It is the Bowman's Commercial Furniture Shorts, 1100 metres, set weights and penalties. Group two worth half a million bucks, only eight to face the startup. But uh, what a cracking race job. Yeah, it is a fantastic lineup and, you know, key lead into the Everest. As I said, you could. Tip any number of these and, and certainly be in with a chance. But uh, I've gone with Nature Strip on top. Just so dominant first up. More depth here. So he's going to be far more tested. And more tested early too, with Eduardo being in the field. So there's going to be a bit more pressure up front. But I think he can absorb that and win again. Uh, Eduardo, speaking of him, I've thrown him in for second. He was runner-up to Classic Legend in this race last year. I think he's definitely a better horse. We saw him come back in the autumn, win three out of four uh, with the... Only miss, so it wasn't a really a miss. It was third in the TJ behind Nature Strip. So, look, I think he'll be up there matching motors from the, from the wide gate. He can come across and sit close and give Nature Strip a, a real run for his money. Four Mars Crusaders going to be flying home over the top, as he did first up at Caulfield. Just whether staying at 1,100, chasing some, you know, elite sprinters up front is just the query I've got. Um because he was running past, obviously, inferior opposition first up. I think once he gets to 1,200 in the Everest, he could turn the tables, but just the query on him for Saturday and seven lost and running. Uh, so I guess the new kid on the block, six from seven, he was snapped up early for the Everest and he's been trialling well. It'll be interesting to see how he measures up. One for me from two, four and seven. I've gone with four, Mars Crusader. thoughts. he was enormous first up to... No surprise after watching the win to see him close in the quickest sort of last 600, 400, 200 of the day at Caulfield. He did have the big weight at 60 kilos. Um, to, of course, it was inferior opposition, as Joel touched on to what he sees here, but um, says to me he's come back as good as ever and <clears throat> um, did run well to Nature Strip in the TJ, running on in the second behind that horse last preparation. Um, plenty of speed in the race. He'll be able to... So sit back at, at the field and, and have the last crack at him. Um, plenty of fast horses in front of him, but I'm going to give him a go on top. And he's a better betting option at the price than Nature Strip, who's close to even money, who deserves to be after the first up win uh, with the 60 and a half on his back. He did it pretty easy there. Bit of a track gallop and it's far too good for them. We'll have more opposition in front this time around, um, but he can absorb pressure, as we know. So the four on top of the one. I've got seven lost and running in next, I think. Um, 
obviously the new kid on the block here and takes on the toughest race he's faced to date, obviously winning benchmark races and but his listed win at the last, end of last prep on a soft track was <clears throat> pretty impressive. I think he's up to these. He'll have to be. He's obviously um, have a, has a slot already in the Everest. And I've got fourth. In fourth, I've got the two, Eduardo. Four, one, seven, then two. Last of the black type races at Randwick on Saturday is race nine, TAB Kingston Town Stakes. 2,000 metre, group three, set weights and penalties. And 14 to face the starter. Joel, there's four emergencies, so you'll be looking for a few uh, to head to Newcastle instead. Yes, for my top pick to get a run, number 18, Zarek, fourth emergency. Um, look, we've got Dashing Willoughby without a jockey, so I think he'll go to Newcastle. Um, and then a couple of other Chris Wallers in the emergencies, Criminal Code and No Compromise, um, and I guess Team Hawks. Well, if they really like Zarek, they could take out Master of Wine. So we'll see how it plays out, but... I think if he gets a run, he can run really well. He's obviously out of the handicap, this bloke. He's a French import. I really liked him in the JRA plate at his second Australian start. And the brakes just didn't come his way. He was well backed into $7.50 and got held up at a key stage there behind Pass of Glory and Zarek. Uh, sorry, and Zaki. I thought his first up run was very good. He got up along the inside when they were coming away from the fence. He loomed and just probably peaked on his run there. First up, 1,500. Obviously, they're trying to get him into some good races, but it's a bit hard with his rating. So if he can sneak in, I think he'll run you with a great race. He's currently 50 to 1, worth a little ticket each way. Three, Mondophilia, very hard to beat. I liked her in the Chelmsford. She hit the line really well. She got out to a very big price there. So obviously, they're expecting some improvement to come, and she should get that here, out to 2,000. I think she's going to be very hard to beat. 14, she's ideal. Real eye-catcher first up at 1,400. We're not many expected her to run that well. And then she was only up 200 metres in the Chelmsford and she wasn't as dynamic, but she was certainly pretty good. She's suited up in trip now and for Spirit Ridge next best. Got that bad gait, but I thought it was a really good return from him in the Premier's Cup. And he's unbeaten here from two goes at the track and trip. 18 for me from three, 14 and four. Big fan of the two, Kukaracha. He presents here third up after um, it's been a pretty decent prep. Who's excellent first up in the route. The rally mile at Hawkesbury bumped into Birderbeck that day, who's fine in this preparation and since Frank the form. Those two cleared out on the rest and was three wide in the Chelmsford, staying at 1,600 metres last start. The wide draw again here is a little bit of a query, but you can get some cover back in the field and rising to 2,000 metres, um, which is a much more suitable distance than the mile, but every chance to reel these in. Uh, his form, three-year-old, in um, Queensland was excellent, obviously. Third in a hot Queensland Guineas behind Private Eye. Um, and then the two runs in the rough habit of the Derby, which, of course, he won, um, were very good as well. So third up, 2,000 metres. I think he ticks a lot of boxes. Uh, he's got the right jockey on board to sort of offset that wide gates. So two on top and my best in Sydney. For the 14 and next, she's ideal. Um, she's two ticking all over pretty nicely, this preparation. And this is one that will want 2,000 metres now as well. 57 back to 53 kilos here. In for third, I have the five shared ambition and the three Montefilia. But pretty keen on the two in the Kingston Town, two fourteen five three. Well, right, well, as you might have gathered from that wrap-up, uh, we've got Daniel's best going up against Joel's value bet. Daniel's best, race nine, number two, Kukaracha, Joel's value bet. Race nine, number 18, Zarek. We have heard about Daniel's value bet. That was race six, number six, Latino Blend. 
Joel, we did not hear about your best. Talk us through your uh, your top tip in race three. Yeah, race three, number four, Bowery Breeze in the midway handicap. I don't think I've tipped a winner of these midways yet, so they're proving elusive for me. But hopefully this one can break through. She's a pretty honest mare, Bowery Breeze, especially on rain-affected ground, which I'm hoping she gets here on Saturday. thought she was very good over the 1,200 in one of these first up. She's now missed to place all four second up runs. And she did that at Kembla over 1,300 last time out. She just got a bit too far back and then got a bit of a check up halfway up the straight. But I thought her run wasn't too bad, only beaten two lengths. Now to the mile. She's a winner at that trip. And as I said, hopefully given the ground from a good draw. She's gone up around 7 or $8. Not an easy race to label a best bet, but uh, I think she will be very hard to beat. All righty. Uh... Morfordville, they are racing on the course proper there on Saturday in Adelaide and there is a black type race and there's 15 in it as well. It is the WH Wiley Handicap, 1,100 metre listed quality, Daniel. Yeah, and with the 12 parlophone here, she, of course, um, tackled a race here first up in the Lightning Stakes running on strongly on the heavy 10, finished second behind Bo Rossa. Obviously, that form reads pretty well now. Two runs in Caulfield were mixed. She was good behind Bella Nifatina, two back, and then didn't have a whole heap of luck third up. She's back to Adelaide. She's, as I said, she's got good form at this track. Drops to 54 kilos and ticks a lot of boxes, um, drawing, drawing ideally in barrier five. So 12 on top for me, the parlophone. Uh, in for second, got the sixth street tough. Um, who has that good form around Sierra Sioux in the Mildura Cup. Um, got very good form over the, the 1,100 metres as this gelding and um, like represents an informed stable. So six in next. Bold star, a chance as well. Uh, got a long way back in a hot sprint first up. There's one two or four second up. And in for fourth, we've got the, the 14, Pim's Party, who does have to rise from a benchmark 68 to a listed race, but she... Um, she impressed me first up. She finished over the top of a pretty handy one in Heroic Chief. Uh, looks to be a makers of a pretty handy horse and going the right way, certainly. So I think can measure up at a bigger price in a, in a race like this. My numbers, 12, 6, 3 and 14. And talk us through your specials at Morfordville. Race 5 is uh, the, where the best bet comes up and that's Rock the Ring. Second up for the McAvoy camp. Ran on pretty well on the synthetic first up. Uh, into second behind Diesel and Dust, who's a bit of a synthetic specialist. He's good with the f- big weight that day. Rock the Ring is uh, always thereabouts. <clears throat> this horse, he's got a couple of um, placings in town, last preparation at Mooney Valley, when whilst with the Hayes Davening stable. Um, and his second up form has been pretty handy so far to date. So, in a pretty winnable race or a good draw, I think Rock the Ring will be hard to beat in race five. The last race is the value, race nine. I think there's a couple of horses worth playing at odds or at each way odds. And that's Alluring Grace, the seven, and the, the uh, Redison, the five. Alluring Grace is the top pick. She was pretty handy and pretty good in a, a better race at Sandown Lakeside last start. Um, she didn't have a lot, lot of luck in the first two starts, first and second up prior, but good in town last time. Um, finds a weaker race here. And rock hard fit fourth up. Redison, I think another worth a bet. Uh, on, a bet, on his best form, we can certainly figure. His win at Mornington three back was excellent. Um, and just in two runs since, he's just been a little bit ordering to the eye, although there was excuses last start. So 
with a two kilo claimer taking off, uh, getting him down to 57 kilos, I thought in a uh, race of the long tail, he was worth a bet as well as the seven. So seven and five, two horse play in race nine at Morpherville. Joel, any thoughts about Morpherville? Uh, just on the Wiley handicap, um, going to back the two mares, 10 Bell CL and 12 Parlophone, as Daniel touched on Parlophone, I think. She'll be very hard to beat. That second to Bo Ross, a three-back, looks very good. And Belciel, she's on three of five this prep. Should have been four. She was a good thing beaten at Maui. And the win at the Valley last time out was very good over Love Sensation. We ran a cracking race for fourth in the Let's Elope last week. So from a good draw, I think she's going to be right there. So that's the way I'll be playing that race. All righty. Uh, the Queensland Metro racing on Saturday heads out to the Gold Coast. And there's uh, a feature there called the Pink Ribbon Cup, but it's not a black type race. Uh, but, Daniel, you're starting us off, and you, I believe you're quite keen on one in the second. I am. Perfect deal from the Michael Costa stables. Given 65 kilos for the race, we'll carry 62 after the apprentice claim. Um, even with that weight, she, I think she'll be too classy for these. She was a Grafton Cup winner. Um Three, uh, sorry, two back, and then was freshened up before her last start, Doombin third. She was excellent there. She closed off nicely. Was taking ground off London Banker. That horse has been um, in red hot form in Brisbane. I think it's won its last five now. And that was over 2,000 metres. She'll, she'll only improve perfect deal up to 2,200 metres, she sees here. So, ticks a lot of boxes, this mare, and hard to beat. Um, although she does take on a couple of tough in-form horses, I think she's clearly the best horse in the race and um, hopefully gets the chockies in race two. The value comes up in the last uh, in the form of Bentley Magic. That's race nine, number 11. Down on the 54 kilos. I think it looks nicely placed in this. Um, just completely forgive the last start effort. Sort of went to the line untested. And traffic problems for much of the straight. Um, so it was essentially a barrier trial. But the run prior has been good stead for this runner-up effort there. He'll get a gun run just off the speed. Uh, we'll need a little bit of luck. Hopefully the, the, the gaps appear this time around. And if he does get them, I think he'll be running on hard and, um, and certainly be in the finish. So Bentley Magic in the last. Race nine, number 11. Good each way chance. All righty. They are racing at Belmont once again in Perth on Saturday. And there, are, there is a race called the Nicopolis Stakes, but it's not a stakes race either. BJ Ryan, we're waiting till the last at around about uh, 7.40 Eastern time if you've got any money left. And that is uh, number five, race nine, number five, all-day session. So if you've had one of those, you certainly won't have any money left. And race seven, number six, BJ's value bet. Uh, number five, my apologies. That is race seven, number five, Son of a God. There is some top-class racing earlier in the day, Joel, across the Tasman at Hastings in particular, and they're also racing at Rickett. Yeah, indeed, Barks. Love this uh, Hastings Carnival three days. Yeah, big fields, uh, great support cards, obviously, wrapped around the Group 1s. The first of the Group 1s is the Tarzino Trophy at 1,400, wait for age race number nine. And I've made number 10, Dragon Leap, my value bet. I've put him on top. Now, we haven't seen him since last year's tramway, so it's been about 12 months. He's had his share of issues. He did campaign in Queensland and, and trialled well against Tofane and then pulled up sore. Uh, in fact, I think he might have got a temperature um, and set him back a couple of weeks and they just elected to pull the pin and not bother running him at all. 
Uh, he's trolled up really well. He's a, a class act and I think he'll be ready to go first up. Avantage can bounce back off a bit of a disappointing fresh run. Last year's 80 to 1 winner, call sign Mav, in for third. He's back that upset win up with several good performances at this level. An 11 front man. We saw him run in the autumn in Sydney, get through to the Derby. He was a winner first up last Saturday. And he's on a quick backup. So there me numbers for the group one. A Dragon Leap, the value, my best on the card race. Six number three, Chevelle Promotour. He's been pretty good to us. It was a good win last time out. That was his third run back from a spell. He had the 54 kilos. He's up to 57 and a half here, but he's well-placed meeting a few of these that are resuming. He's hard fit and he'll get some given the ground, which he likes. And the other meeting, as you mentioned, Bucks, is down in the South Island at Rickerton. Huge fields there. Best bet, race three, number 12, on my shoulders. Hit the line well, his first couple. Uh, dropped back to an easier maiden last time out and they pressed forward and I think he just lacked a bit of fitness. He got run over late. He'll be fitter for that and the stable really far away when they travel their horses south. And the value bet comes up in the opener. Race one, number 10, Florissimo. Former North Islander. Has had a couple of runs down south at 1,200 metres. Good improvement shown last time out. I guess daughter of Shocking is looking for the step up to the mile and she'll represent a bit of each way value in the first. All righty, that wraps up a big Saturday of racing around Australasia. Uh, there is also plenty of, uh, there's three group three races at Newcastle on Friday. That is the uh, Newcastle Cup, the Cameron Handicap and the Tibby Stakes. Did either of you have any feelings about those races? Yeah, I've had a bit of a look at uh, that meeting. Um, didn't have a great thought on the Tibby Stakes. The great news has come up very short. She's been beaten both runs this prep, but they've both been good runs. Um, but didn't sort of have a strong opinion there. I thought Harpo Marks would be hard to beat in the Newcastle Cup. And also number 11, Luntzies, who I've got a bit of time for. I was shocked to see it go up $4.80. I guess that's just the Chris Lee's factor at Newcastle. But um, yeah, I'll be backing both of those, Harpo Marks and Luntzies in the Cup. And the Cameron Handicap, tricky race, but Rock He's won this the last two years, certainly won it last year. Looks ready to peak third up. Uh, a few of these probably got, you know, I guess, stronger assignments further down the track. But, um, you know, he looks ready to go after two runs back from a spell. Interesting to see how Dewis, uh, the new season four-year-old, last start Queensland Oaks winner. Uh, interested to see how she returns. But, uh, yeah, rock for me in the Cameron. That wraps up the preview section of the podcast and brings us to our best $20 bet of the weekend, Lazy Lobsters. Well, after a few uh, successful weeks and then uh, one unlucky week, uh, wipeout last week. Any excuses? No, not far. Well, silent impact of the Gay Waterhouse horse was holed up a little bit at the top of the straight, but then he didn't finish off. So, no, no, no real excuse. All right. Well, it's just up to us to bounce back then. I will kick us off at... Caulfield, race six, number three, Anna Visto. Just get back to uh, getting back to just uh, the, the flick off the legs uh, down a down a fine leg for a single, just to uh, just to get the ball rolling again. Joel? 
Yeah, I'll go Caulfield as well. Uh, it's a competitive race, but I think he looks the winner third up. Race seven, number 11, non-conformist. I think perfect deal, even with the 62 kilos and me on her back. Um, she'll be hard to beat and got the Gold Coast. Gold Coast race two, number one. All right, that's it, listeners. Uh, that is what we're going with for the Lazy Lobsters. And it leaves us only to remind you to pick up your winning post if you haven't already Form for Friday, Saturday and Sunday in the shops first thing Friday morning and online as we speak to you. If you want the online version, just go to winningpost.com.au and click the link in the main story. Uh, have a great weekend, everybody. Back plenty of winners and we'll talk to you next week on the Preview Podcast.